Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, everybody, to Sims Complete. Here we are. My name is Ian Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> well, Shout were... out to Ian Eagle. He's the man. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, not, not as good of an impersonation as I probably could do for him. I, yeah. I really, that was a little improv. I just, it just popped out of nowhere because he does have just this great announcer voice. He, oh, he does. Know? He has an announcer's voice. And, Welcome to the know, game. Think about Ian. I, I just I can tell the truth here. Yeah. Whatever. I'm listening to the games whenever and something like that, and I'll text him, and he'll text me like back right away. Oh, yeah. No, like I mean, during he's got, the game? Too? During the game. He's yeah. got his phone going, third and ten, big down. And he's I'm, hey I don't Bill, know. how are you? He's unbelievable. <laughs> That's I awesome. hear him on basketball games. I'll text him in a basketball game, the NCAA tournament or whatever, the Nets, and within a minute, yeah, the text comes back. And I tell people this, and they all go, "Oh yeah, he does that to everybody." Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah y'all, cool. you thought you were special for a second. Yeah, I did yeah, for a second. That's but all right. you know, you <laughs> were doing your countdown. It had a little Chris Farley to it. Did it? Yeah. In what way? Well, you know how you said it. How you do it? Do the countdown again. I I, I can't recall exactly. Oh, how now, I just okay, did. yeah, okay. That's uh, that just that's it. I don't blame you. <laughs> Be a chicken. Don't try to do it in front of the camera. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, all right, I'm, what's going on? Um, big guy. Yeah, big guy. Big weekend big. for you. Okay. Yeah. Why? I went zero and two. You yeah. went one and one. Now you're four games behind in the picks. Damn. So. Do you want to go four points to potentially tie, or do you want to go for the whole thing? Well, we we, we, the Super Bowl next we made the agreement to be worth four, but if you want to go more, I, well, why, look, what, look at you. Wait, wait, what difference does it make to you? Who are you, Minnesota Fats here? You're, you're trying to hustle me, boy? Yeah, I was a pretty good hustler growing <laughs> up. Yeah, I know you I were. shoot a lot of pool. Right. Don't play me in ping pong for money. Oh, um, that's right. Well, Unless you're playing that. Coach Toll, who's just the wall. Hey, hey, hey oh, I'm just hey. going to return it every time. Okay, yeah. that's it. I'm not trying to score. Yeah, it worked out well for him. He it won did. one out of 13 games. <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually, when we had those We had uh, a crowd going. watching us play. Yeah. It was, you know, it was a little nerve-wracking at first, and then after we got going, I well, he's not going to win many. The ping-pong table in the garage with Phil Sims playing the great coach Greg Toll. Yeah. In the in the garage like that, You're right. everyone's drinking beers. Just like it was a hell of a game. Look at this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, pretty good stories though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so you're four games behind. Okay. We'll decide what we do for the Super Bowl and how to – maybe we'll include the pro, the Pro Bowl games as a way to – No, we won't. <laughs> Good. Thank you. God. I know. Who cares about that? That's the dumbest well, crap I've ever seen. you know, seen. they probably did the best thing. They just made it a skills competition and have fun and <laughs> yeah. because, you know – and not to go back, but – what I played in the game, it would be 1980. No, actually, this is great. Let's six. talk about that really quickly. Because you played quick. in the Pro Bowl when it was – Scary. It was scary. It was like a legit game. Oh, yeah. yeah. You you could hand it off on a draw and get 10 yards. Right. But if you drop back, they were coming. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I remember telling Joe Klecko, he was in the game on the defensive side, we did something before we flew to Hawaii. And I said, man, Joe, come on. If you hit me during a game, I, I, I don't know what to say. It's just wrong. Yeah. He, oh, don't don't worry, Phil. I won't hit you. My ass. <laughs> that didn't last long. About the, 
I don't know. I'm going to say it was the second series. I get kind of hit and fall down after I throw it. I look up, and it's Joe Kleck on time. I said, Joe. He goes, oh, no, no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm playing for the Jets all these years later. It's before a game. We're warming up. Right. He's being honored right before the game, right? He's kind of doing right. like one of those things for the fans. He comes up to me. He goes, he goes, hey, Matt. He goes, love everything you're doing. You know, all the Jets guys, I feel like, really kind of loved my story and all yeah. that too. And, and he comes up to me. He goes, hey, just – he hits me and he goes, just tell your dad that. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> you are – you're a psycho, oh man. Oh, but yeah. he like hit me and struck me real quick oh. like this. And I'm telling you. Uh, I'm I'm in the you know quote unquote prime of my career and I was like whoa this guy's got some hands on him he was unbelievable he was un like even, even at, now yeah even now. that's yeah. what I mean like he and I was like whoa and he's just like just tell your dad yeah and oh, I'm okay. like okay <laughs> okay you psycho oh but, he was uh, great but you know the Pro Bowl I would get in the huddle and go okay I'm gonna get rid of it really quick everybody here we go here's here's a pass play. Because I would say it every time before a pass yeah, play. Right. Just, just touch them. Hold I'll on get, to I'll it. I'll get for rid a of the ball. The good thing was, though, you were on the NFC team, which to me I feel like was loaded with probably the best defensive talent in the NFL at the time, right? Well, the problem is I was going against the AFC defensive talent. No, I know, but I'm oh. saying you're typically playing against the AFC oh, I got in you. your regular season schedule, yes. which is to me was. You know, you got the 85 Bears, you know, you guys, the Eagles, their pass rushers, the awesome. Redskins, their defense. Like, I feel like you were going against, in the regular season, the best conference consistently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was back then. And You're then right. the AFC, you know, all right, like, I know it's the all-star game, you know, but yeah. it's just, think about what the AFC quarterbacks were going against with the, well, the, the great te thing about teams the, you were seeing. Yeah. John Robinson was the coach. He was so cool. Yeah. And I, I'm making Is he story. CFA? What's that? Is he the CFA guy? Uh, what do you mean CFA? Charlie F around? Uh, yes. He was. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah CFA. Yeah, I've kind yeah. of forgotten that phrase too. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to have 10 minutes of CFA, and that was Charlie bl around. Because I, I asked <laughs> It was on the schedule. Yeah, it was on yeah. the schedule. Coach, what is this CFA? Oh, that's, you know. And he goes, listen, assistant coach is going to get you guys and do whatever. Me, I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was so cool. And one time I came to him on the sideline, I was I put in – we got to put in a couple plays. Right. And I put in these seams. And I hit a few of them. And I come inside, is there anything you want, Coach? No, no, you, you keep going because if anything goes wrong, they're just, I'm going to blame you. <laughs> and he goes, but you could – no, he was – he goes, but you could throw some more of those seams, though. I like those. Yeah. And then the other thing is we come in at halftime, it's just two quarterbacks back then. Okay. Me and Jim McMahon. Right. Jim McMahon doesn't come to the locker room. He was sitting in the stands eating hot dogs. Are you serious? He And, and John Robinson goes – are you okay with it? I said, sure, I'll play the whole. Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, we didn't need Jim anyway. <laughs> and, but Jim, you know, he just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so you know, he, he was kind of just. This Pro Bowl was I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, from everything that he oh, he's a, he year. is. Listen, he is so funny. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't even believe it. You is just, the story true that he was on the sideline during the Pro Bowl with, like, with beers, too? No, I, that's a, I don't think, I didn't see the beers. Oh, okay. But, yeah. He had flip-flops on. He, had <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing flip-flops. I, I think he was. I might not be 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. And I think he was just kind of hanging out just in case if I got nicked or something, yeah. I guess. I, I don't remember seeing him in the second half. Right. But, yeah, that whole Bears team was over there with us. So, yeah. Richard Dent. I mean, you name them all. They were all there. Who Gosh. was the one guy in the Bears defense that you guys were always concerned with 
as like being. Oh, the Richard game Dent. Rep. It was Richard Dent. Oh, Richard. Yeah. Then he had Wilbur Marshall. Because I feel like he's somebody that kind of gets overlooked when they talk about the history of the Bears, and and I always remember you and a few of the other of your teammates always saying Richard Dent. Was Richard like, Dent. Wilbur Marshall was unbelievable. Yeah. You know they did, they had so many good players, and Richard Dent did not like me in any sense of the word. Why is that? You he, talk too much shit? No, no. I just the way I act, and you know, just rub people wrong, and he. He even said it in the paper. Oh, you know, yeah. He's, uh, you know, before we played him on a Monday night game, how much he didn't like me. Right. And, man, he had a night of nights. He must have hit me 15 times. <laughs> but we won. We right. won. But he hit me once really hard. I kind of flew, and he landed on top of me. And I threw a touchdown on the play uh -huh. in the left corner. And I turn, and I look up at him. I said, are you having a good time? And he goes, okay. I, yes, I am. I'll clean it up. And he goes, right. yes, I'm having a great time. <laughs> Because he, he was, just he just cared about hitting you. Oh man, yeah. he hit me sometimes so late after the whistle, it was it was unbelievable. That is so great. I love. Yeah. It. I mean, it's, but he it's was messed up. But I love it though. It, too, at the I same did too. Time. I I admired all that cheap cheap shots. How was he at the Pro Bowl with you though? I don't you know I don't even remember really talking to him. <laughs> but I, I think he he was still on the '85 Bears, right? I get it mixed. I'm up pretty sometimes. sure. Yes. Yeah, because he really was tearing, having fun, and beating me up in 19. 92 was the year he really had a great game against me. Okay. It's just as far as hits. Right. Yeah. yeah. Late hits, had a few flags thrown, that kind right. of stuff. But he he got in the Hall of Fame too late. In other words, he he should have been a first ballot Hall of Fame guy. Yeah, he should have. Hey, guys, when we're blocking, this would be Ron Earhart to the offensive line, if you don't have a guy over you, go help on Richard Dent. Right. Or Reggie White. Those were the two we always – Those were the two problems. Double up every time. Yeah. yeah. So. Really cool. Really cool. And – um. And you won the MVP of the Pro Bowl then. Yeah, I did. That yeah. year, right? Yeah. Which was also like a thing, too, where like, again, since the game was played the way that it was, that was an honor in itself, too. I was pretty excited because it was over. I said, damn, did I win a car? Right. You know, <laughs> is there a car? And I got a trophy you've seen about this big. <laughs> that, you know, And I think a couple years, I don't know when they started, they were giving away Escalades. Right. And cars. You and, missed out? Yeah, I missed out on that one. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, well, it's, it's all right. right. Yeah, Who you cares? got a little, little monument. Um, you guys did great. You were on the road for the uh, AFC Championship game. You know, you guys, the team, Boomer, Nate, uh, you know, Coach Cower, uh, okay, out on the road there in the cold. Uh, where the guys, they were teasing you about your scarf, though. You were pretty bundled up there. It almost kind of looked like you had a neck roll, like you were, you know, old school middle linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I wasn't going to get sick. That's, that was, that's it. Was it that cold? It was pretty cold. When we yeah. first went out on the field pretty early in the day, it was mist rain. So we're standing out there, you know, because we have to do this other show, top show at CBS. Right. And the other pregame show. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, man, we're getting wet. <laughs> it's cold. And we're going to be out here at 7 or whatever, yeah. 630. But, yeah, it was colder than you, than I expected, I think. And, uh, yeah, just that's preservation. Uh, you know, I'm thinking ahead, the Super Bowl. I don't want to get sick and this thing linger on to the Super Bowl. Of course, yeah. But, yeah, we had some fun with that. They were yeah. making fun of my scarf a little bit or whatever. Yeah, I like to. What would you say about Nate and his jacket? Well, JJ and Nate were really having fun with it. Hey, you choke it over there. It looks a little tight. But tourniquet <laughs> yeah. and all this. You did kind of turn with your shoulders a few times well, instead of your actual neck. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to mess up the knot. <laughs> of course, I didn't tie it either. Right. Rich Valenza, a guy that helps out in these big games. Yeah. He puts it on. He's got, you know, and I'm like, I could never do that. Right. But, uh, yeah, JJ and Nate were having fun with me. So they got me on air, and I said, J.J., I used to wear a jacket like you got on in, in grade school. And, Nate, <laughs> now I know where my living room couch went. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and Nate's so cool. Yeah. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. And no, he, he, said it about, he said it about two or three times. So when we do the Super Bowl pregame show, I'm going to be on high alert that Nate is going to get so, me. Something's going to yeah. happen. And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just let it go. Right. And you then now on the way back for them, yeah. right, from the game, they yeah. take the ride uh, on the train, I guess. Is, yeah, they the, came they back. They caught the yeah. train. Uh, so what happened? What was the story with that? Well, I just read it today. I knew about it yesterday on Monday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. But I saw more about it, and they were just waiting for the train. And a fan from Baltimore came up, and I'm sure he had a few beers. Otherwise, why would you come up against Boomer and Coach Cowart? And then uh, Nate was a late arrival, which, you know, you don't want to do that against Nate either. Because right. Nate's a big dude. Yeah, he is. He he's is. Big. He's very he's, deceiving. Yes. Yeah, very big, deceiving. Big, thick, and tough. Got right. hands, you know. But whatever. So the I guy, mean, he was oh. an NFL receiver. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he's got a pair of hands. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. look out. But I guess they, you know, just read. I haven't talked to any of them or anything like that. But the fan, oh, you guys are in on it. The CBS and the NFL wanted the Chiefs. Man, of course we're not in on it. Uh, you know. But the guy had a few beers, and I think it got a little contentious. And Nate, I guess, was getting something to drink or going to the restroom, whatever, and he came out. And I guess he really settled it down. Just right. wanna, you know, yeah. like, he kind of backed the guy down. Like, well, I don't know if yeah. he did that, but I'm sure his size and his voice. Right. I don't right. know. I can't wait to hear the whole story from him when yeah. we when we talk this weekend. That's great, though. And it, yeah, that's just like that's so silly. That's oh. where sometimes the fans like they just they don't even get in the fact that they're thinking that you guys are. It, it's like Twitter, you know. Yeah, because they were in, they were in a meeting with Roger Goodell, and you know, Roger was like, "Hey, make sure that the Chiefs yeah. win, guys." You know, and don't tell anybody we're yeah. doing this. It won't get out. I'm sure. <laughs> right. You know, but it's like Twitter. You know, you can hide behind something there, and you know what I mean. You can be mean. Yeah. And they're you know, very mean. Many times I would leave stadiums and, oh, my God, I didn't know I missed tackles and threw the interception because it was you, whatever. <laughs> the only time, and it, not always, but sometimes it really does get rough. Jim Nance and I were doing a game in Green Bay. The Jets were playing, Matt. Yeah. The Jets beat them 42-3. to three. Right. I turn to Jim and I say, hey, look, when we leave the booth, it's a pretty good walk to the car. Let's go fast because, man, they're going to be whatever. Right. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're right. So we get out. We're walking. And you know what we heard? Hey, we'll do better next time for you guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I mean, you believe that? It's pretty cool. It was so cool. So I'll never, I'll never forget that. The Green Bay Christopher's got a story like that, too, when he was playing for Texas. They went on the road to Nebraska. This right. is the year, too, where I think they were, like, top five in the country. Nebraska right. was still, like, really good. good, right? They were hanging in there. They weren't quite the national champion, but they were – a pain in the ass. Yeah. And uh, he comes out of the locker room, and there's the tunnel to the stadium, and he's like, there's Nebraska fans five oh. or six deep on both sides of the tunnel. And right. he goes, man, like he's used to the Oklahoma thing. Yeah. And he's getting ready. He's like, this is going to be Rough. something, yeah. you know. And he starts walking, and all of a sudden he's like – you know, he's shocked because the fans are going, hey, give us a great game, man. That, let's, let's go, Texas. Come on. We just, we, let's have some fun. We want to see what you're about. We got, wow. you know. And he was just – he was almost like yeah. – he goes, it almost shook me more than them talking yeah. crap because they were so positive and, yeah. like, rooting for us to just give them an entertaining show. Yeah. And, uh, and it turned out to be a really good game that day yeah. uh, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. So that was – Well, you uh, know, it almost unarms you. Yeah, it, right. Yeah, it like, does. Wow, they like us. Yeah, disarms. It's built, disarms. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I was close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all, all arms well, you. I didn't yeah. pay attention in every class. <laughs> that's right. Just Mrs. Stein's spelling bee. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah, get let's to go. the football Sorry here real quick. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I was going to do something about the Super Bowl. We'll get to that later, Luke. We'll talk about that next time uh, just because we, we, we spent too much time on some of the other stuff. We'll talk about Big Phil and, obviously, your presence in the Super Bowl and mm. its history, too, which is pretty cool. But we'll do that for our preview show next week. Uh, Big Philly, let's start with something really simple here, okay? Yeah. Ravens, Chiefs, Ravens, what the hell happened? Well, you tell me. What was your first thought when you when you were watching the game? Because really, you know, I had to when we do the pregame shows and all this stuff, you have to really go back and rewatch. Yeah. Because it's hard to see everything. That's, when you stand on the sideline, it's worthless. Yeah. Hell, it's just you just go, damn, they're big. Right. <laughs> that's all. But what what was your first thought about the Ravens and? Man, my first thought was just, holy damn, did they play tight? I mean, especially Lamar in particular, right? right. I just thought like a little uncomfortable, kind of trying to force being a passer a little bit at times, you know, as far as just him specifically. Now, as far as a team, I thought that big picture wise, why are you trying to intimidate a team that has already accomplished way more than your team has ever accomplished? You know, like I feel like their focus was like, we're going to go in there. We're going to, we're going to get in their faces. We're going to intimidate the chiefs. You know, the intimidation factor really should have been about you just like executing and playing hard and playing physical and just being nonstop with your presence. And I feel like they got caught up with the outside factors of like, you know, we're, we're, we're going to talk smack. We're going to get in their heads. And it's just like, how are you going to get in the heads of, uh, of a team that has it's been won through Super Bowls? Yeah. That's been through the amount of AFC championships right. they've been that, I know they haven't been on the road, but, like, they don't give a damn. You know, they're excited the fact that they get to go on the road and kind of rub it in your face that Matt, way. you know, yeah. players love to be yelled at and cursed at. I th- playing on the road, honestly, is Every, more fun in a lot of ways. All players love it. Yeah. You know, you come out. So that, and, that was yeah. disappointing to me is just the fact that I feel like their focus was kind of like on the outside noise of the game I, instead not, of just the execution of yeah what they're doing. Of what they're we'll get doing. into that too. But yeah, yeah I understand. You're, you're right in saying it. I think they were I, – I really believe this, that the Baltimore Ravens were so confident and why not and cocky. Right. Yeah. And, you know, being, Which you got to be. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing like being cocky, but they let their emotions – it was definitely a big part of the game. Not before, whatever happens ends, but even during the game, their emotions were a huge problem for their football team. Right. Kansas City on the other side, hey, they're not angels, but they they were out there, and I would just say this, Kansas City on offense and defense, you know, if I was grading them zero to 100, I'll give them 95s on both sides. For sure. You know, and, and I especially, and I made this point to you everywhere I talked and talked about Baltimore's offense. You're yeah. the Kansas City defense. Only one way to play him. You have to blitz Lamar Jackson. If you rush four, when Kansas City rushed four in the game, they did get the sack fumble, right. but it took about nine seconds. No, to you're get right. It. They protected him for about four and a half seconds on yeah. that play. So it was a coverage sack. But right? as I watched the game yesterday, every time they played four-man rush and, and went after Lamar, it was awful. Yeah. It really, really just couldn't get anything done. Right. So they did what other teams, what, what I've seen – Six-man, five-man rushes. It's like rush three or five or six. Three, five, and six was yeah. the – that was my number, that three, was five, it. or six. They did rush three a couple times, if I remember, and they spied him a little bit. Yep. I don't know how if that was going to work. He stood in there and threw it. But uh, the six – and then they even had four-man blitzes. Right. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Well, here they are, and then these drop out and other guys come. Right. It, it was really – 
So it was a four, and what you're trying to say, it was a four-man rush, but they kind of gave the deception of, like, you weren't sure exactly who was coming. Certain people dropped out. Other people added on Two to would make drop it four. Out. And the confusion of that, I think, allowed Kansas City to obviously play faster and confuse them just a little bit. Too. Yeah, it did. But, you know, overall, when you watch the game, man, Lamar had a lot of time to throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, even on some of the blitzes. I mean, that, that old line of Baltimore Ravens, it, it's it's really it's it was one of the top three in the NFL. Right. And they showed it in that game. I thought they played like it. They gave him plenty of time to throw, and hey, the receipt whatever it it just didn't work out to that aspect. So. Yeah. And, and I think this is really a, a telling sign too, in a lot of ways of just kind of, you know, Lamar is a human being. I think he did kind of feel the pressure of obviously the big moment for for him as a personal moment in his career. And that's natural. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, I think what the problem to me was is that you know that your player feels that way. It's up to the coach to help the player get integrated into the game so yes. he feels comfortable. Yeah. And I feel like Todd Munkin in that regard did not do a very good job of that. I feel like they didn't have enough just – game plan specific plays to say we're going to get him an easy completion here we're going to get an easy screen throw here you know it, and it just took too long for them to really create any momentum and confidence in himself the fact that they went into halftime and he only completed five passes right you know he's like five of 13 at half that was like that's an awful sign it should be <laughs> you should be like 10 of 13 with the score the way that it was well I, I'll say this there's a couple of things I want to say there yeah Baltimore, it wasn't like they were running away from the Kansas City DBs. Well, that's another thing that we discussed last week, yeah. right, of just yeah, the, the def Kansas City's defense. You yeah. know, uh, Baltimore's great. Kansas City's defense is, is right there as far as being yeah. as talented. Kansas City didn't have to make up something they haven't done. Right. They're, they love the blitz. Steve Spagnuolo, we'll talk about him later. But no, go ahead. Do it right well, now. Well, no, I'm just saying they're all out. They don't care. They did the five-man blitz. They did this. They blitzed six. They played nobody's helping four defensive backs back there. Right. It's one-on-one -on -one down the field. And, of course, whatever happens, Lamar couldn't find the guy. A lot of times they were not open. And, you know, I, I changed my opinion. Baltimore should have run the ball more, this and that. But, man, when I watched the game, all the blitzing, and I know they cracked a few runs early, but there were – I just go, well, if they run the ball in this situation, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And I think, too, think about it from the coaching and even Lamar. Man, there, there's opportunities. We got to throw, you know, when they're blitzing that much, you just go, let's keep get, throwing it down the field to see if we can hit one or two, and that would change the game. Mm -hmm. And they did hit some big plays, but they never hit the play that changed the game to make it really even. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, just how much of this, too, do you feel like kind of falls on – just monking in his game plan, too, for understanding the, the situation of it, the defense that he's going against. Like, did you feel like he did enough with his play design or play calling strategy to kind of well, get Lamar in the game enough? I, you know, like who yeah. failed? Who failed who? Did Lamar not execute enough? Or did Munkin just not really dial it up in, in a great sequence? Well, I must say, even though they're up there, you know, the, the argument is, and it's a, probably the good one, we don't care. Running attempts. Look at Kansas City's offense during yeah. the game. Okay. Man, right from the start, the management of the game on the offensive side, I gave them credit because you had to. Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, they did a terrific job. 
they would run it up in there and get two yards, mm-hmm. and it didn't deter them. And, of course, when they threw the ball, you know, a couple rollouts, a lot of quick screens. A lot of receiver screens. So they knew that, listen, they're managing the game right from the get-go. Right. Two drives for touchdowns. And I just was like, wow, not only are they managing the game, calling the plays, being patient, they're milking the – and I even turned to everybody on, on the set, all my guys with me, and I went, damn, I think Kansas City's milking the clock already. Yeah. They were trying to shorten the game, it seemed like, right from the very start. Right. And the last, just whatever, what made it tough on Baltimore, Patrick Mahomes understood the, the situation of the game, how it's played, who they are, and can you name me one play where you thought it could have been an interception or anything like that? That's right. I, not, I can't. Not, not one. Not one. Not one sketchy play. So, yeah, you know, it, it, was, it was really unbelievable by Kansas City in so many ways. And I'll say it even here right now one more time. When you look at it on, on as you and I follow the league, mm-hmm. and we look at it on paper, who do you think the better team was? The Ravens were. It was the Ravens. Yeah. That was a – Huge, big-time Super Bowl team. Yeah, I know. You said that on the set I had to say it. Yeah, and you know, right. you, you only get so many chances. No doubt. And, and everybody, oh, they're young. They'll come back. Man, you know, I know how this yeah, thing that's goes. That's not guaranteed. Yeah. No, that's, hey, the Eagles. I hate, I hate when people say that. The Eagles you last know. year. Well, they're all young. They'll be okay. Well, how'd that work yeah, look out? Look at him now. Yeah. Got embarrassed. Joe Burrow. Oh, he'll be back. Well, it's not so easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you really – and I think we kind of get blinded by the fact, well, they can get back because we see the Chiefs do it. We, see, we saw the Patriots do it. And the fact is, is that it, it's really difficult. They've done it multiple different – in multiple ways as far as their success and how their team was designed to win football games. Right. Which is a testament to just the organization and the franchise and the coaching involved with the players. But – this whole, like, yeah, we'll be back. You know, I remember when we were with the Falcons and everyone was like, yeah, we'll be back next year. And I'm like, no, we won't. I'm sorry. Like, we're a good football team. Our offensive coordinator's leaving. I don't care who's coming in. He's going to be the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, and that's big shoes to fill. Yeah. He was a huge part of what our team was built on, and it built off of what our defense and Dan Quinn was doing. So, I just I hate that sentiment of like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, don't wait to do what you need to do today, tomorrow. Just do it. Get it yeah. done. And I feel like this isn't a great example of that for the Ravens. They missed opportunity with a Super Bowl caliber football team. They showed, again, you know, uh, Todd Munkin's had a great year, but also Todd has to, you know, uh, adjust to the NFL game and just calling it. And I think Andy Reid kind of gave us a little master class wow. of – all of his failures, because, shit, he's had more failures than anybody in right. his NFL career, right, with, with Philadelphia and all that. But he really did game plan the hell out oh, of this game. Man. The, the, sc- the receiver screens at the beginning were awesome. It they was, really were. It was almost all deception. It was. I mean, everything. The screens, move Patrick. Yes, Patrick throwing it this way. The I formations, mean, the, the movements. The formations, the movement, they always yeah. were moving. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, I, I want to make this point, too. They were patient with the run. I know they got the lead, but they've been patient that way. But, yeah, you said 32 attempts, I Eight, think only 82 yards. 89 is what I wrote 89. down. 89. So they're running it to run it, right? And I know that sounds like silly no. to say, but they're running it to take time off the clock. Pace the game. Pace the game control the tempo of the game, and there are two scoring drives early in this yeah, first half. Go. Ten plays, 86 yards, 
five minutes and 45 seconds, capped off by a great back shoulder throw on great coverage. But when you throw it perfectly on back shoulders to great tight ends like you did to Bavaro all the time in your career, Kelsey and Mahomes link up on that one, even though Kyle Hamilton is all over it. Then the next drive, 16 plays, 75 yards, nine, uh, nine minutes long on that drive. So you essentially have two of Kansas City's drives right. are a full quarter in right. time of possession. Greatness. And, you know, yeah. and I'm gonna, I'll talk about it later, uh, a couple things real quick. But, yeah, the back shoulder throw to Kelsey, you're right. They've been, they do this. This is nothing. He sees it. Kelsey sees it. He feels it. Here comes the ball. No big deal. And have the him. patience by Travis Kelsey, too, because yeah. he really does turn, uh, like, as the football is, is getting uh, there, is about a foot away from him. Because you know? that, that guy, Kyle Hamilton, if he had any inkling, his arm can reach from here past you. I mean, man, he's got long arms. Great he coverage. Is, he is an unbelievable player. I did not like, though, how in a lot of the situations in the game, they had him playing uh, Travis Kelsey in man coverage. They would give uh, Kelsey kind of like that return motion when he's in right. and back out. Right. And you could tell that Kyle was shadowing him. Right. But he was off the ball. Right. Did not like that aspect a lot. Because it was telling as far as like, yeah, like I'm going with you in man coverage. I'm, I got eyes on you. But we're also knowing that it's man coverage and you're eight to ten yards off the football. Right. Giving Travis Kelsey consistent free releases like that, great you point. know, to me is a little disappointing by McDonald and the scheme. Because even though he did a great job covering him, you know, it, it, there wasn't that extra element of fatigue by right. Kelsey throughout the game. Right. Right, which maybe could have paid dividends later. Okay, he burns you early in the first quarter. But if you're getting hands on him a lot, if you're hitting him at the line of scrimmage, you know, doing things like Lou Anarumo does with the Cincinnati Bengals and just making constant contact with him, yeah. okay, then he's not there at the end of the game to make the clutch play because he's fatigued, he's beaten up, because, you know, we're getting the better of him in those matchups. Yeah. And that was one thing where I thought they really dropped the ball. Try to wear him down. That's what you're doing. It's like a yeah, boxing wear him match. Out. Wear him down and then we'll knock him. But, you know, I, they being, failed that one. Being in person, I, one of my first thoughts when I watched the game start, we were still where we could see it. And, and I just thought, man, Kelsey looks faster today. Yeah. You know, he was rested. What, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's what you just said. He was never really contested at the line of scrimmage. But a couple of things. When did Kansas City's season turn around? When? Yeah. What was it? Uh, well, the Eagles game is an interesting game. That I think no. the Raiders game. Yes. The Raider. Why the Raiders game? It was the the I. It was the biggest embarrassment to the Kansas City Andy Reid and everything about him that I've seen. That was the worst game that I've ever seen. Petr this is the game too that Aiden O'Connell like completes. Yeah, he didn't complete any second half. I don't even know if he threw <laughs> the second half. He didn't complete one. Yeah. But <laughs> that was like, oh wow, we really hit yeah, bottom. Right. And it was bad. Yeah. And so what did they do? That that's why I was I wanted to get back. I have to look at. It. I can't remember all these numbers. <laughs> but they played Cincinnati. They ran for 132 yards, 22 attempts. Buffalo in the pre in the championship game, 24 rushes, 146, one touchdown. And then even though they couldn't break anything big against Baltimore, they still ran it 32 times for 89 yards. Yeah. But it just paces the game. Right. You know, it, what's it do, especially for Kansas City? What's it do for them? It lets them be aggressive on the off offensive line. And what do they worry about? Their tackles. Getting overpowered. Yeah, you know, well, their tackles. So, so let's protect them, let them be aggressive. Right. And that'll help them a little bit in better situations. And 
maybe help them in their pass rush. My other thing is this. Which it did. It Which did. Which it did, right? Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Let's go back to that. A lot of throws downfield. Right. And, Too many. Well, yeah. In your eyes. But when you look at it, and it takes time, and, you know, I, you know, look, they've been building up this past game. It just didn't start this year. Greg Roman was trying to build it more into their offenses. Oh, I heard his name a few times in the yeah. media this week. Oh, or, yeah. You know, leading, or after this game, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, now we want to give him a little bit more credit. Rex Ryan did. Did you, you see know? that? Oh, I did. And Rex knows. See, oh, that's sure. why Rex is, is good, you yeah. know, on ESPN sometimes, because he really doesn't play the, the, the media crap all the time. Yeah. Like, he knows. Greg Roman is awesome. You know, no one has helped. Everyone keeps talking about Harbaugh and how great he is with, with mentoring quarterbacks. You know, Greg Roman is really the one that has been there for all of that stuff. Yeah. Revolutionary with Andrew Luck and the three tight end system there at Stanford. Yes. Right? Then the uh, Alex Smith and his rebuild. Then the Colin Kaepernick thing, right? right. Making him an all-star football player. And what Not, he, he was Lamar. an all-star football player, but helping him amplify his uh, talents and abilities. And then Lamar, too. And Look, now, yeah, don't forget Tyrod Taylor. In Buffalo. Sent, sent, helped him get to the Pro Bowl. He was a career backup with Baltimore. He believes in him, tells the, the Bills, bring him up there. I was in camp with them, too. Yeah. And he loved Tyrod, and I could see why he loved Tyrod. And Tyrod brought them to the Pro Bowl. Went to the playoffs that year. He went to the Pro Bowl that year. So, Greg Roman. Yeah, I get tired of hearing it. I do, too. So I just Oh, like, he held everybody back. They he created the greatest running no game in history. Yeah, and then he was making the transition. And listen, nothing against Todd Munkin did do I think a terrific job. He this did a year. great job. Yeah, he didn't get impatient. They built themselves into this passing team. Right. But my point about Lamar is this: you know, I uh, wish I'd have thought about it just watching the game. But it's you know when you're there, there's like a I said, lot going it's on. It's too yeah. much going on. Right. But the deep throws, I thought Nelson Aguilar. When he went down the left sideline, yes. that was probably the biggest miss of the game. It was him. huge. And it kind of, you know, I, I don't know. He always missed high. But I'll just say, but you got to, only ex with the experience, and you have yeah. to do it a lot, you see certain throws down the field, and you know, this is a line drive missile. And you know, the, the receiver will know if you've done it enough in practice and in games. Oh, he might back shoulder me, or he's going to throw it over the guy's head so I can snatch it before you know the guy, re, the defensive back re, reacts. And the other one is when you see a certain situation, then you lay it up over the top and let him run and keep right. the guy behind him. Right. And I just thought the judgment in so many of those plays was for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wrong. Did he underthrow one throw? No, he overthrew I, all of them. I don't think so. I think he, yeah, every one was long. He had a, yeah. the one down the left sideline. I can't remember who it's to. It would have been in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Man, he should have bombed it in the air. Yeah. And just see the, yeah. he, the receiver had great position with the deep defensive back right behind him. He wasn't going to be able he to get by He threw the football like a little flat on a lot of his deep balls. Yes. And that's where I feel like his judgment as far as dropping it in or being like on point was a little off that way. Right. right? It was a little quick as far as just like flat and, 
it, it carried on him all of them, right? And, and, and significantly too, like five or six yards. Yeah, he was. There were there were a couple that were close misses, but a lot of them. You're right. They were uh, five, six easy yeah. yards, whatever. My last thing about Lamar is just this: the interception. You were unlucky. I mean, and I mean it in this way. You know, you you can't see every. He looked to the right. Yeah. And he was looking over there. Then he turns. He sees the receiver. It looks pretty good. And he goes as he throws it. Well, he's looked to the right. The backside safety, Dion Bush. You know, he's looking at the quarterback. Yeah. And he sees him looking there. So he says, "Well, hell, let me start going." Oh, and it was an easy interception. So yeah, I could I see mean, that happen. It was to a also it was also a bad throw too. Yeah, the throw it was really not going to be good like, enough either. Technically, yeah. to me, that was one where he tried to throw it soft. And it should and have been high, a crush job. And he dropped and he 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 babied it essentially. Right. You know, he tried to place it. You know, and as I say to to my young students, you know, just like don't throw to the guy, throw through the guy. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that was one of those where he threw it and he kind of guided it a little bit because he wanted to drop it in instead of just following through it and just flushing it and and it fell short. You yeah. know, and Isaiah likely didn't do enough of a of a demonstration to turn back yeah. to force the ref into a sit- situation where, like, oh, is that a penalty? He kind of turned, but it wasn't enough to really, like, make, I feel like, a deliberate move to it, you know? Well, so it was – that was, you know, one of those moments where it just – No, it's – you're right. You know, you got to be – you got to be aware of those. Like, play through it even more aggressively in those situations. Don't look for the penalty. Force the penalty to happen. Yeah, and that, right? yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I just – this is very general, but – Anytime you see the tight end going down the middle, it's a rip job. You don't ever layer. You just rip it in there. Well, and the, I mean, it's it's to me it was back end line with touch, right? Where it's like it's him or nobody, right? And you're essentially throwing it through the goalpost, right? Or it's it's eight feet off the ground to Isaiah Likely, and it's like you're saying, it's it's hard as hell. I, it's well, a missile. I, I said it was going to be the last thing, because we'll go to the next game. No, it's all good. This Lamar is Jackson, I know. Hey, here's the other thing you and I talk about. And I should have said this on TV, too. You yeah. Know, it's always, but time is limited. That's why we're here, though, dog. Yeah, I know. I Go. love this. The, when you think about yourself and put yourself in Lamar Jackson's shoes. That's pretty difficult, but okay. Yeah, but no, I know. It's a, it's a stretch. I'm dreaming. Okay? <laughs> I have some crazy dreams. Sometimes they're, well, a lot of times they're bad, but this is the that's, good one. That's why you don't wear, watch Equalizer before bed. But okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. keep going. But <laughs> this, so here he is. And, you know, first off. He got out of some sacks because he ducked and did this. People don't realize he's big, he's strong as hell, and when you can run as fast as he can and you're jacked up, you're going to be hard to bring down. Right. You know, that, that's for sure. But here's my, my point. If you're Tom Brady, Drew Brees, you know, even me, of course, uh, the quarterbacks, we have to anticipate Mm-hmm. Because that's part we're not going to be able to run out of trouble, so we got to get rid of the ball. And you anticipate the guy hadn't even make he's going to make the cut. Let me feather the ball out there, and he catches it or whatever, or I miss him. But Lamar doesn't have that anticipation, and of course, why? Why would he? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't like what he wants to see it, so he can throw it hard, right? And why do that when if I? If I want to, I'll just go ahead and run. No, you're right. This was a great point you made last week because uh, as I was watching the football game, I thought about what you said three or four occasions. Right. You know, whereas like this is a throw where laid feather it out there to the sideline, let your receiver go and get it. There was one to Odell. I want to say is maybe in the second quarter where they run a little clear out. 
he does a little dive in and corner, right? Oh, so he dives in, gets vertical, breaks back out towards the sideline. It's man coverage. He beats the man. He's in trail coverage, the corner. Right. And it doesn't even matter if he throws it good or not. Yeah. Just lay it out to the sideline. He's going to run and catch it for at least a gain of 20. Yeah. And if not, he goes for more if he breaks a tackle. And that was an example of, like, he didn't see it, and that's why he didn't throw it, but it was there to be had. And that's something that, you know, I guess – and a player that's going to win the MVP for the second time in his career, right. and as talented as he is and as good as he is, that is a, a useful tool that he needs to start to trust in his ability to anticipate in throws versus certain coverages, particularly against man coverage. Yeah. You know? So, and this is really – it's not a knock on Lamar, but it's also kind of just shows like every – quarterback that I teach out there too I don't give a damn how good you are there's something that you can get better at you know Tom Brady as great as he was he was always trying to get a little bit better at something at you know throwing. you're never and throwing exactly yeah, right it. he couldn't yeah couldn't throw it good enough it you know never, and yeah. that's where uh you know it doesn't matter if you're Lamar or if you're starting the quarterback position now there's always something you sure. can just get a little bit sharper with. And that, to me, like you mentioned, is one of the bigger things that he needs to improve on a little bit for his future and you know, of his game. You, you, time will – it will. I would say he anticipates better now than he did two years ago. Right. Or maybe even a year ago. Right. But even during the offseason, you know, you like – you on air – you, the guy, you get ready to throw the ball before he comes out of his cut just to start training yourself. Yeah. And then, of course, it's up to the coaches and just to keep training him during training camp all the time. And I'll tell you, if, if that ever comes around, which, which it will, once running becomes less for him in games, the anticipation and passing yeah. will get better. Will get better. So, Has to. You know, yeah. and it's um, – yeah, but, Matt Ryan was great with that, too, in practice, too, because there were sometimes he'd drop back and he'd throw it and it'd be incomplete. And, you know, me being a young football player, I'd be like, ah, yeah, he missed it, you know. And then we'd be in film and he'd be like, listen, man, like, it's going to be there. Where, where did it go out of bounds here? He's like, oh, at 11 and a half yards? He goes, why are you 13? Oh, I love you it. You know, and, like, I was kind of like, nah, Matt, like, put that shit on him, man. That's, that's <laughs> you know, but uh, it was it, he was true in a sense that, like, there's certain plays and certain schemes where he has to kind of play and throw it that way to be right. successful consistently. Right. And not just, you know, power the throw. So that's why I was a great, you know, odd couple guy for him too. Cause you know, he's like, Hey, what do you think, man? I'm just like, throw it harder. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> just cut it loose, man. And he'd be like, Oh man. All right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, there is, there's a lot of truth to kind of both of those worlds in a lot of situations. And you know um, what I would have said to Matt? Yeah. I, uh, Matt, you know, you've, you've thrown for like 60,000, just, I don't know, hit it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what right. the hell? That's right. I think you know what to do here. That's How many right. yards did he throw Well, for when you're career? throwing to, like, speed cuts to Julio Jones, man. Oh, you can't you get got, it out quick enough. You're right. It's, you, it's unbelievable. So, if you're under center and Julio Jones is at his peak, he's the wide receiver and he's running the 12-yard speed out. 12 to 10. Oh, it's a three-yard drop. Yeah. No, it's a five-step drop, but you only cover three you yards. You only cover yeah, three yards, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, I had a couple of those. Hitters. Yeah. And get rid of it because you know if you took the drop. Here. I saw Julio Jones run a comeback, and he hit his last step, and this turf rolled up like it was – the Roadrunner, oh. like in Acme Studios, like old school. <laughs> it was unbelievable how ridiculous it was, how powerful the steps was. And he still made the catch. But hey, uh, He's a big um, dude. Oh, he was awesome. Big was dude awesome. that can run fast. Great oh teammate, too. Yeah. And then let's just not forget, too, again with this one, Spagnola. Oh, we didn't even get into Yeah, let's is, go ahead. I know. I'm sorry. Let's go into the Hall of Fame. 
If there's a Hall of if Fame, according to Big Phil, if there's a Hall of Fame for assistance, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. You know, and I think what he has done, the Super Bowl with the Giants in 2007, he stopped the most prolific offense at the history of the NFL at that time. That's right. They held them to 14 points. Yep. I mean, Tom Brady, that whole team, one of the best teams in the history of, of football. He had the benefit of actually seeing them at the end of the year, the last game of the year. Which high was scoring, 38-35, I think. High scoring, but second time around, he got the better of them, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, just what he did against Todd Munkin and this team this weekend – Super impressive. The Chiefs' defense just does not get enough credit. You know, it well, really it's getting doesn't. there. It's well, it finally is because yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl. And you it, know, but it's week twenty-seven. <laughs> they rebuilt this whole damn thing in two years. It's awesome. So you think the draft and free agency and and managing our uh, managing talent. It's unbelievable. Signing guys like Drew Tranquil to your, oh, to your lineup, right, yeah. and his impact. And they play so much man-to-man coverage. Yeah. Your corners and nickelback and safeties, they don't have any choice but to get better. No doubt. It's like saying, hey, well, I want to get better at golf. Well, go hit 7,000 balls and you'll get better. Yeah, that's right. And that's kind of what they've done on defense. Jarius Need is awesome. Oh my Trent God. McDuffie is awesome. Awesome. And, and Justin Reed had a lot of big plays in the game too. He played phenomenal. That was a big. He's that was a, a big add on presence. Yeah. You know, in that, especially in the run game too, he was making a lot of hits at the line of scrimmage. Yep. Uh, Nick Bolton, him being healthy, uh, huge. So, huge. Yeah. So it's gonna it's, be big in the Super Bowl too. No doubt, it's gonna be really big. So I, I love that this matchup. George Karloftis, he's coming together. He's becoming more of a presence. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's kind of know, fun to see. Of course, I don't know anything about it. I always mean to talk to J.J. Watt about it. But the uh, improvement in these outside pass rushers. Right. You know, from year one to year two. We saw it with Will Anderson as a rookie down in Houston. Right. All of a sudden, looked like he trimmed up more, got more NFL ready and the speed and the power mm-hmm. and a few moves. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. Aiden Hutchinson, what he's done in two yeah. years. And, right. You know, even Trayvon Walker down at um, Jacksonville. I thought I saw him get better, especially late in the year, too. Yeah. It's, it's got to be such a refined art. And it's such a different world than college football, too. Well, yeah. You know, because the tackles are really on it. You know, they, the worst tackle in the NFL is still an All-American. Yeah, that's right. He's still an All-American football <laughs> yeah, player right. in a lot of ways, right? So oh. it's just the, the craft, you're right, is, is very specific. But the Chiefs defense uh, just can't say enough good things about it. And that will really be, I think, San Francisco's biggest test is how can you create explosive plays, you know, which they thrive off of well, and take advantage of man-to-man coverage uh, yeah. against Spagnola in that defense. So this will be interesting be really to fun. see. And it's great. We'll talk more many more times about Coach yeah. Spagnola. It's, just, it's crazy, too. We haven't even talked about Patrick Mahomes enough. But listen, That's you hear we... about Pat Mahomes enough on the other channels. Yeah. We're here talking about the entirety of the team. We'll get to Pat Mahomes next week, though, too. So what are you saying about the other channels? What did you say? You, you don't like Yeah, never mind. No, it's just like it's redundant. Um, yeah, it's redundant. And some of the stuff, oh, my God, I, I need to – I want to become – and I know I say a lot of stupid stuff, too. <laughs> and if I do, go ahead and write it. Yeah. I admit, hey, here's my problem with all media a lot of times. Admit you're wrong. Who cares? Yeah. You know, hey, hey, Phil, you, this is not what you said two weeks ago. I said, yeah, I got more information now. That's right. So I'm changing my opinion. Well, and that's okay, too, to actually admit that you're wrong, where some people just, they, mm-hmm. they, they bang the same drum all year long because that's just, you know, that's who I hate. I can't give him any credit. Oh, you know? no. So we'll, if we'll if I like him, you know, it, oh, well, it wasn't his fault. It was the coach. And it's, 
Oh, dude, be wow. quiet. Yeah. I'm looking at the screen over here. Did you get the same spray tan as Tony Romo for this no, weekend? No, I wiped my face. I did. No, you know what? I did go to the dermatologist yesterday. Oh, okay. You got a little face peel. Okay. Well. I thought you got a spray tan like Tony because your boy Tony. Oh, uh, well, uh, wait. No, it's not a – it's – um, um, you know, come on. You know, I have a lot of trouble with the sun. So, they're trying to get rid of these sun things I got. No, I know. I'm just teasing you. I know. I'm, it's I'm okay. also making a comment, take... too, that Tony Romo needs to stop with his spray tans, dude. Chill out. You thought he was tanned. Totally. Really? Totally. Well, I think he was still fake tanned from a week ago, and it's starting to fizzle out. So, just don't do it again, Tony. All right? Damn, I might do it. Yeah. I, I've never had a spray tan or a tan. <laughs> no, I've never man. had a tan. You I'd would be an Oompa Loompa. What a, a shock. I haven't had a tan in my life. You would life. totally be from Jersey if you actually did that. But uh, wow, okay. that would be your last – that's your last box of being a true New Jersey person if you get a spray tan. You get a spray you tan? Yeah. yeah. I went to the gym last Phil week. from Jersey. I went to the gym last week, and I started talking to this guy who I knew. I said, man, you've been in Florida? He goes, no, nah, spray tan. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, damn, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he owned it, too, which I respect. Oh, he didn't care. You know, you got to get a little pump and get a spray tan, and you're, man, you're there. Yeah. I mean, literally, that's what he's he said. He's going into competitions. All right, so let's go now right, into let's a little about Detroit. Lions 49ers. Yep. I said that we'd have a quick show today. Not possible. We're not, we're not capable of well, it. Well, we won't. Um, let's don't spend too long because uh, I'm, sweat, yeah. I'm sweating over here. Yeah, you're schvetting. You're schvetting. I'm schvetting. Um, yes. Lions, yes. 49ers. Okay. Big, big initial takeaway for you about this football game. Wow. You know, what, what, what are your first thoughts that come to mind? I mean, like, is it like a – is my, it a complete failure by the Lions letting this one slip? Nah, you know, I don't know if it's a complete one, but I just say my first thought about the game is, wow, defense has got tore up. Yeah. Both. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that was that, that really is my first thought. You know, I didn't get to see that game, so I watched it on T. I wanted to see the TV copy and listen to the announcers and see, you know, all that stuff. Right. But, man, it, it just was like, well, who's going to run out of scoring? I don't know. It was, it I know. was unbelievable. It, it was shocking. So many plays, completions, runs, everything. Now, you know, Detroit, let me just start with this. Um, good offensive line. They ran the ball well. They threw it well. And it just comes down to what? A coach's decision, maybe, if you want to get into that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. Um, but, you know, the Detroit Lions, even though they lost in the championship game, still one of the big surprises of the year, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. So I'm going to give them a little credit. And for what they did, and then we'll dissect them here in a second. What was for your sure. thoughts? Now, I also kind of had that same sentiment, though, with the Ravens, though, too, of just like, you know, yeah, like, we'll be back. And it's like, ugh, you know. Yeah. It, it, there's a reason why it took you this long to get back in the first place, right. you know. Yeah, actually, you've never been, you know, in a lot of ways. So uh, I'm a little nervous in that regard to say, like, oh, like, they're just going to, you know, be one of these teams now. But initial thought is Lions had a phenomenal game plan. They phenomenal. Ben Johnson did a great job, right? right? Got them going quickly, explosive plays. The little fake toss or the little toss where they had the pin and pull action versus San Francisco. My first initial thought with that first half running was they're running San Francisco like plays, Kyle Shanahan like plays against them right. and they're effective, right. right? And I thought that was really interesting because they had receivers blocking defensive ends. They were getting big guys out on small guys in space and allowing their, their running backs to cut. They were forcing San Francisco to cover the whole length of the field, both sideline to sideline in that running attack. Right. Uh, if you go and look at Jameer Gibbs' touchdown there mm. in the first half, 
Count how many San Francisco defenders are outside the numbers when he cuts back for the touchdown. It's like eight or nine guys. So I think that that scheme was awesome. Yes. Few drops in the second half were huge. Two. Dropped dropped offensive plays, right? Unfortunately for Josh Reynolds, he was a part of two really big ones, the fourth right. down and the third down, which would have gone for a huge gain, an explosive right. play. The dropped interception was absolutely huge too. Right. Then the the fumble, the drop by Jameer Gibbs, that was big. And then also Dan Campbell, I understand your philosophy of going for it on fourth down. I do. I get it. It got you there. But Kyle Shanahan had this great quote post-game press conference. They were like, did all your experience help you with this situation? And he kind of went, eh, not really, because all these games, they're just it, – it, it's their own, their own thing. Yeah. You know? That's and a good he, quote. And it really is. Like they're, now, the experience kind of teaches you for the prep and how to get ready to game plan and how to make sure that you're kind of checking all those boxes, right, right. how to think about these games. But then when you're in the moment – you kind of have to put aside the analytics and the statistics and, like, you know, if we go for it in this and this, you, you got to put points on the board. Now, I know there are 40-yard field goals, but, you know, if you're an NFL kicker and you can't kick a 40-yard field goal, then why the hell is he on your football team in the first okay. place? Okay, uh, let me argue that. Yeah. Okay, he kicks the field goal, the one you're talking about. Put him up 27-24 uh, by, yeah, 27-10 at the time. Yeah. 17, three scores. So, if they kick it and miss it, Wow. Well, during the year, you'd have gone for it. Now you're chicken. And so, you know, that's the way it is. Totally. You're going to be the coach. You're going to oh, eat I, it. I get that. No matter what. Yeah. So if it doesn't work, totally. we second guess you. Well, I, I don't, I'm not a big second guesser too much. I'm going to second guess if I first guess it while I'm watching the game. If I'm watching the game, oh, no, don't do that. I mean, I listen, I was second guessing the Kansas City Chiefs uh, going for it on fourth and one there in the first quarter of the game. Yeah. And they got stopped. I said, oh, but it wasn't like I said it out loud to everybody. Yeah, I didn't mind that one, actually. Yeah. Deep in their territory, they were kind of dominating the football game. One-yard run, though, one into that run. defensive front sometimes. I know, but, uh, you know, but I what just, is, you're yeah. right. It's easy. Like That's a, one where I'm just like, it's so early in the football game. If yeah. you don't overcome this one, then we're not the better team anyway. Remember Tom Moore, the offensive coordinator, right, of Peyton Manning and all the places he's been in. Yeah. Detroit had a great run there. As I said to him once, you know, Tom talks like this, and he did. he's a great dude. And I said to him, you know, after a game, do you ever look at the play sheet and what you did and, and, and just go, wow, I should have done this, should have done that? Phil, we're all geniuses after the fact. <laughs> and, and I go, good answer, that's, that's right. it. I yeah. don't need to hear anything else ever again. No doubt. Everybody's a genius after the fact. But I guess the, the biggest thing just surprised me, I know Detroit's defense is not a top-notch defense, but San Francisco, they're not the defense they were last year. But the speed they're of guys, Gibbs, uh, Debo, I just saw so many people running, and the angle was on the defensive player's favor. side or yeah. favor, and they still blew by them. Right. I mean, that was what really caught me. Just the, And I, I think I saw and looked at Detroit in a whole different way in a big game, just watching the game slow and all that stuff. I go, wow, they got a lot of talent. They do. I mean, Laporta. Yeah. The offensive line is and he's ridiculous. Banged up and look how good he was look still at playing. Him. Yeah. Two running backs that are tremendous. For sure. The wide receivers, Jamison Williams, I think he's going to end up he's he's starting to get it. Right? I hope so. I'm on St. Brown, we know he's good. Yeah. So, I mean, boy, that's a lot. So right. I don't see how this team can fall apart next year. We'll see who's the next coordinator cuz Ben Johnson 
you know, the word is he's going to Washington. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that, I- that's a little scary, too. And that's also something like big picture wise, like not to get into it too much right now, but just, you know, going forward, you got to start paying these assistants almost like their head coaches on your staff. You yeah, know, almost is the word. You know, that's what I mean. Like, all right, if my head coach is making 10, you know, if you got a really good offense coordinator and you want to keep your team intact and keep building the momentum of your team, you got to pay him close to close to $10 million, too. You know, I hate to say it like that, you know, like, but. Yeah, you know the you, difference is? You're, you're building up the team to yeah. only get them, you know, to flatline, you know, at their, at their most important part, especially well, we say, when they're we, starting to figure it out. Yeah, well, everybody kind of wants to some, I think most uh, coaches sooner or later want to be in charge of the whole thing. Uh, and, yes, yeah. I, I think and the they, other. the opportunities don't come often. Yeah, that's right. Because a year ago, Dan Quinn was the, the hottest prize guy there. ever. Yeah. This year. Not so much. You're at least not as highly prized well, as maybe you was a Seattle, year ago. Maybe still waiting on that. Right. So it's just kind of like got to strike while the iron is hot, right? That's a reason why that's the, the old cliche well, for that situation. But it, You and I say this all the time yeah. about assistant coaches. Get them in there and give them a contract where they're not allowed to go to take a head job. But do that, it early enough. When, once you see it, you know it. Ben Johnson broke onto the screen, or to me, not this past, this year, but – previous year on Thanksgiving Day I went oh my god he's got every pass protection in the world here down this that and because it, it was the first time I think I really dove into Detroit when I saw it I was like this is this is special yeah. but the big thing is not draft picks this year if Ben Johnson leaves who's the next coordinator that's the big one yeah and you and I know coaching in the NFL you have more impact on the team than any major sport by far for sure Coaching is – coaching makes good players become stars. No doubt. And some guys, you know, especially quarterbacks, don't get it done. Well, how the hell could they get it done running this offense? Yeah. And with this talent around him. But, you know, it's, it's the only way you – know, I don't want to get into all this again. But that's all we judge on TV. Well, they didn't win, and he's 4-12 and 12 as a quarterback. Yeah, he's really good. But you can't see it because of the talent, the coaching, the scheme – Everything. So, yeah. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. It's just not. It's not stressed enough. And also, too, it's just kind of. It's hard for people that have never really participated in it to really understand. You know what it really takes to be a good football team, and that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's just that no one actually has that firsthand experience of like, you know, man, we we had a great game plan. We executed it. We put people in positions to be successful. Even Patrick Mahomes, right? Think about his career too. Oh my he, gosh! Now listen, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer right now. If he stopped playing today, he didn't right. even have to play in the damn Super Bowl. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. But at the same time, his first year in the league, he's watching his team go to the AFC Championship game. He's a part of a winning culture. Right. You know, he's turnover prone in college. Well, clearly. What was his record in college as a starting quarterback? What was he, 500? 13 and 19. So, you know, he's turnover prone in college. He's 13 and 19 in his college record. And yet still he's, he's a winner in Kansas City. Why? Because it's a winning culture. It's a culture that understands how to win. It's a culture that understands how to utilize their players in the best way possible, well, surrounding them with talent and execution and game plan. Like, Well, they saw him. They, right. you know, come on. Let's but I'm just saying most teams draft a quarterback when they stink. Yeah. You know? And yeah, then, no, great And then point. They, they build them up uh, simultaneously. If they can make it. If they can make it, yeah. you know? And most quarterbacks don't. Where in his case, he's playing for a team that's already playoff bound, you know, that's still a, a winner already. So Boy, I feel I, like yeah. it was like a perfect situation as yeah. far as, 
you know, for him in particular to understand what the NFL was about. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah. Matt, Matt, you know, I remember the draft well. Your brother, Christopher, said he should absolutely be the first pick of the draft. I go, you know, yeah, I like him a lot, but let, you don't have to say that two weeks after the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, Can we right. give it a little more time to breathe? <laughs> yeah. And that, but, you know, his, will his style work in the NFL? And I, I said this pretty quickly on CBS that now everybody's looking for Patrick Mahomes. If you don't have some of those traits, we don't want you anyway. That's right. You got to make all those sidearm throws and everything like that, yeah, which yeah. we've known for a long time that it's, it's not important. It's really important. No doubt. I remember Rex Ryan teasing me when I was with the Jets being like, why do you throw it like that sometimes? I'm like, because there's someone standing here, yeah. and I have to throw it around him? Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do this? Oh, He's like, get oh, a higher release. Yeah, get on top of it. I'm yeah. just like, no, like, I'm not saying I'm like Patrick, but you, know, mm-hmm. you did teach me how to do those type of things to navigate how to play the game, right? Yeah. And that's something that now it's like it's the only thing, you know, yeah, which no, is it, great. It, it's, but it's really – hey. We're getting so off topic, though, no, it's too okay. much. Yeah. Last thing about Patrick Mahomes. Didn't play that year. Alex Smith <laughs> did. did. Did you see his game that he did play the last game of the year against the Denver Broncos? No. We, well, we, I couldn't wait to watch it. Yeah. Because he's going to get to play it. Oh, yeah, right. He, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and I yes. just couldn't wait to watch it. I'm watching it. I go, oh, my God. He's good. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah. He was literally running this way. And threw the ball, he's going almost straight back and threw it down the sideline for like a 30-yard gain. I went, that's. And I guarantee the announcer was like, you know, he'll, he'll get that out of his system the more that he plays. Probably. You know, you, know, you can't do this yeah, in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. You can't like, throw the ball look. across the field. But You know, don't ever say that. <laughs> what, what, we see balls every game thrown across the field. Quit saying it. It's a cliche, and it's wrong. If you can't throw it across the field, you can't be the quarterback. Right. Okay? Too many opportunities. Yeah, no doubt. But get back to Detroit. Give I know me some more. Mean. So, with Detroit – uh, second half, though, my one confusion, though, like my one moment where I'm kind of like, well, this is what you do, right? You know, so it's like if what you do is go for it on fourth down the second half, well, why didn't you go for it before half? That's my my concern. If you go for it on fourth down, then before the end of half, right, go for it. Run it in for a touchdown. Why are we kicking a field goal then? It, you know, I, did you see Dan Campbell on the sideline? What? He kind of, he, it was, he it was, was painful. He was struggling. Yeah, it was painful yeah. for him to kick the field goal. See, to me, that was, that was a huge moment for San Francisco to get out of that situation yeah. with them kicking the field goal, right? Keeping it to 27. I feel like if you score a touchdown there and you make it 28, not to say that like it's that big of a difference, like, but it kind of is though, too. Not if they punch 30, it in 31. Uh, no, that would have it was the score was twenty one and they they kicked a field goal oh, yeah, to make 24, it 24. 24 10 and a half. If they right. go up twenty eight to Eight. seven and a half, you know, then I feel like it's a whole another animal. Right. Because more so too, just like the physicality of pushing them into the end zone before half that right. way. But that that's my one debate though with Dan Campbell is like if you go for it on fourth, well then you should have done it before half too. You know, you should have stayed true to it then as you did in the second half. Because I feel like in the second half it was more of a a response to like, oh, well, we're, we're not going to, you know, get well, pushed around here, you know. And it's just like understand the, the situation. There you go. The, the place that you're in, too. You're right. on the road. Right. Right. In the NFC Championship game. Why the hell are you giving this team and this crowd anything extra to cheer about? Now, I know missed field goal is detrimental, you know, but everyone on the team will go, yeah, effing kicker, you know. <laughs> yeah, Whereas right. when your offense fails – it's like we failed, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just a little bit of a. a I'm going to go with this. That didn't bother me because it's a feel of the game, and all of a sudden I could just see that it was tough for him to make that decision. Yeah. And it didn't bother me. I, I think the only one 
that the biggest one to me was, and I don't even know if it's as big as we're making it out to be because of time right. on the clock. Is it the, in the fourth quarter, what was it, third down and three? Was it, They were a three-yard line. Yeah. And they had the running play in. And we were talking about it before we came on the show. They gave it a lot of deception, right? The run play, talk about they it. They tried to. They tried to deceive the defense. Oh, you know we're going to pass because, what, yeah. Jamison Williams yeah. was lined up in a blocking position. Yeah, which I, I didn't like because if you're going to run the football in that situation, let's just let's just not even try to trick him and dick him here. Let's just line up and just say we're going to push you into the end and zone. And who like, was the running back? And uh, that was Jameer Gibbs Jameer in that Gibbs. situation so too. Yeah. So another pass situation. Or no, it might have been – let me see. Oh, was it Montgomery? It was Montgomery. Oh, okay. It was for well, a loss the right of two yards. Wow. But just the formation – just line up in big people and run them over. Yeah. You know, that was one of my things, though, too. Right. You know, because you're backed up in that situation. The defenders, it's kind of like, all right, like, if it's a pass, it's going to be quick. It's yeah. not going to be this drop back. But if it's a run, we could strike quick as hell. You know, and I feel like in that situation, that's where they, they kind of miscalculated personnel and the formation and what they were trying to do, too. Really you good know? point. And also, at that time, let's see. He got uh, tackled there, third and goal at the San Francisco one. Now they have to burn the timeout after that, so they burn their first timeout. I would even debate, why are we even waiting then? You know, I would have said on the first and 10 from the San Francisco 24, kick the field goal then. Well, you could have, yes. At that situation, with 139 left. Three timeouts. With three timeouts left, kick it down, still play field position, and try to get a three and out with your three timeouts and give your offense a chance to have the ball with a minute and change left. You'd probably at best, what, have a minute 20, maybe, maybe not that much. You know, maybe. Yeah, you know. no, I mean, I think Greg You still got a minute plus. Greg right? Olson, I think, talked about it, right? Uh, he might have. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, during the game, he goes, you know, you I could. I was kind of yelling at the television a lot at the end of this football oh, game. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's just not like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they could have kicked it. I, I'm pretty sure he said it when the, he goes, you could kick it. Save the time and know you got to – but he said onside kick. You could have kicked it off, and, but you, had to, you still had your timeouts and then had a chance. I like what they did maybe better. That touchdown and thinking that way, it's, you know, it's the defense. They're fast, San Francisco, whatever. They're going to make tackles. I don't know if you're going to – I don't think they could have. It would have been really, really tough to drive down the field and get that touchdown. That's yeah, I hear. I, I, I would have taken the chance with San Francisco in that situation. With the way that you had been potentially cutting them up in some other passing concepts oh. too, I would have just thought that with tempo, a more of a vanilla defense, we can play fast, get the football out of our hands quickly, save you know time obviously with being able to throw it over the middle with the time left still. So you're not forced to throw it to the sideline if you have a minute and change left. You can be – you know, relatively aggressive in certain situations of throwing the football over the middle and spiking right. it. No question. So that's where I feel like they kind of missed that opportunity uh, against a defense that was giving up big plays, wasn't really locking down your team. And, you know, I would have been in one of those situations, like if I was the coach, but like, hey, let's kick it here on third down. Let's right. kick it here on second down, you know, when we're going in. The running play at the end where you're forced to use your timeout, that's where it's like – Yeah, no, that was a, that was That was one. where you messed up. Yeah. That was where you messed up. I would have rather you not call the timeout and got on the football and run something else on the line of scrimmage right. as quickly as you can if you were prepared for that situation. So that's just well, me and, and yeah. my – No, it's a great analyzation there, or analyzing, I should say, not analyzation. 
<laughs> You've had a the, few Phil-isms here today. Well, you know, hell, I'm tired. The dermatologist burnt my damn that's face right. yesterday. But you, you and know. Tony Romo getting. Man, and it hurts too. Yeah. Well, you, That's why I tell everybody, stay out of the sun. Whatever. But, <laughs> hey, yeah. But Jared Goff, let's talk just a little bit about him. You know, you talk about those scenarios. You know what the first thing that came to my mind? Yeah, if they played the defense the way they were playing San Francisco, the one thing Jared Goff does, his, his to me, his best throws, his accuracy, his power, I mean, he can really rear back. I mean, he's not afraid to let it go. No doubt. But in cuts, those those are, to me, his best throws. Yeah. He drives more of those things in there. He did against the 49ers, too. Yeah. He smoked a few of them in there. He did. And that would have been, a you know, I can almost see that in a, we got to get down there and get a touchdown that, hey, we're going to protect the sidelines a little. So that might have been open for him, but. You know, it wasn't his best throwing game, that's for sure. No. But he made a lot of big throws. And if you say this is how many points we're going to score in the game before it starts, you'd say, well, that's plenty. We'll be okay. Yeah, if we you can, score we, 31, you, you know, we can handle it. No doubt. Now, yeah. maybe not in Detroit's case, just because, you know, that we know they're not the superpower on the defensive side of the football. But, uh, you know, overall, disappointing loss for Detroit. We'll get more into Brock Purdy. Uh, next yeah, week's next show, week. just because there's plenty of, obviously, to talk about with him and Patrick. I said we want to talk about Patrick, but we kind of found our way talking about him a few different times. But we'll get into more Brock and what Kyle and them have done, too, with this offense, the style in which they played. You know, and I think, too, the one thing to keep in mind, big picture, when you're in these situations or watching it at home, you know, when you go in the halftime of those games, you know, Kyle and them are kind of like, you know, we couldn't play any worse. Yeah. So go out there and just – Throw that shit around yeah. and don't worry about it because, you know, we're, we're already losing. It's already over. So yeah. as soon as they kind of nodded it up at 24, it was over to me. Yeah. And I feel like it's like just that, you know, you wound the beast, but that's kind of when he's at his most dangerous. And that's kind of what happened with San Francisco. You, you wounded him, but that also kind of gave them the like, well, shit. You know? That's a pretty we, good thing, way to go in. You know what we, that did? We might he, as well lose by 80 at this point, you know so what let's he did? just do it. He took the pressure off his players. For sure. He yeah. took the pressure off his quarterback, too. And you know, that's why Brock is throwing it across the field for yeah. a five-yard completion. Yeah, he let it go. You know? Yeah, Because it's just like, who cares at this hey, point? Well, maybe we'll have to do this, you know, because I'll, I'll be in um, Las Vegas next week, right. the whole week. So we might come back later this week and do a Super Bowl preview. Okay, great. Yeah, I would love to do that. Because, you know, I want to get into this Brock Purdy thing because it just, it just, it just hurt people that he brought them back again. And, you know, so, yeah, you know what I mean? No doubt. Yeah. I no mean, doubt. If, if, well, I don't want to use all that, but there's a great writer up here, Mike Lupica, you know who he is. Yeah. And he was at our Super Bowl. And my last question of the week, I guess it's a Friday morning or a Thursday. I don't know which day it was. We're going to go to practice when it's over. It's all cool. I'm having fun. I said things about John Elway. Well, what would you have done, Phil, if John Elway came to Moorhead State? I go, he'd sit on a bench until I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, you know, the writers all laughed. Yeah, right. You know, it wasn't a big story. Didn't even worry about it, you know, because right. you could talk to him then. Yeah. And, uh, but Mike Lubick, his last question, I said, yeah, what is it, Mike? I got to go. He goes, you know, do you know, Phil, that if the Giants lose no matter what, it's going to be your fault? And I got, hey, man, 
great spec. Uh, you know, I said something like, yeah, yeah. oh, great pep talk. Thanks, yeah, Mike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just like, wow. Yeah, so, appreciate it. But, you know, it just it was a different world then. And, yeah, well, that would have been – But that's the case with Lamar a little bit this week. Lamar. That would have been the case for, for Brock, you yeah. know. I mean, it honestly would have been the case for, for golf, too, if this was, you know, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, where he would have been just crushed. Well, you now know? they're talking about his contract already. No doubt. So, so he's great. gotten past that. So yeah. it's just – it's going to take time. And it's just a great sign again, though, too. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, he, if you think he's good or not. He's the perfect quarterback for that team right now, and so be it. you got to yeah. watch him this weekend. Enjoy no. it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? that's right. So that's right. just eat it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that more, though. There's a lot to talk about, and I'm looking forward to doing it. Yeah. And uh, what do you say when the show's over? Hey, Big Phil, thank you, as always. Thank you to Believe Network for believing in us. Uh, thank you to IMP Studios. I'm Ian Eagle, and this is Sims <laughs> Complete. Uh, now, hey, as we always say, as Coach No, Cole not as say, we, you. Uh, as I say, toodles. Yeah, toodles. I'll see you next time. Yeah, and see you next hopefully time. hopefully I won't be so sunburned or whatever next time. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Look at you. You're oh, like a giant shut, mirror. Shut, shut All your right, thank up. you so much, everybody. Toodles. You Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.